before I take you back to this episode, I want to let you know that you can book me for training and workshops around negotiation and conflict resolution. And that could be in a half a day, a full day. It can be online or face to face. So just email admin at lifemediation.com.au and let us know that you're interested. And then we work out what it is that you need and how we can move forward. Hello, another episode of Conversations to Cut the Conflict is out and it's just me this time and I'm talking about perception which is a topic that is so close to my heart. I love it so much and I love it so much because I provide a lot of negotiation and conflict resolution training and this is the topic that people tell me makes the biggest difference to them. I get so many messages after the trainings when people say, oh my God, it changed my life. It really changed my relationships. So I figured it was so important to share it with my podcast audience. So it's all about how perception causes conflict but also how it can resolve conflict powerfully so listen to this episode you will get a huge amount of value out of it i promise i am lisonna eriks i'm a conflict resolution specialist and i've been a mediator and facilitator for over 12 years i've been a finalist for the australian mediator of the year award for the last two years and i train coach and mentor people to become highly effective in conflict resolution and negotiation so they can create the relationships they want in their homes and their boardrooms. Over the years, I've become deeply passionate about conflict resolution and negotiation because I see how much suffering it is causing people and it just does not have to be this way. When people truly get how conflict impacts their life and put the work in to get effective at conflict resolution, they get to experience deep connections with other people, freedom, self-expression and love. Have a look at the highlights on my Instagram page, Lisanna Eriks underscore life mediation to find out more about what I do and why I do it. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the conversations, insight and tools you need for you to switch on your inner conflict resolution and negotiation muscles and get you to a completely different level where you can resolve conflict powerfully and create the relationships you want in your life. Think about it. What would life be like if you would not be afraid of dealing with conflict and you would deal with it easily and quickly? It would change the game dramatically, wouldn't it? So let's get into talking about how to do this. Welcome to Conversations to Cut the Conflict. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Conversations to Cut the Conflict and today it is just me and it's been a little while. I've had amazing people on the podcast and there's more amazing people coming but I really felt the urge to talk to you about a subject that I'm very passionate about. It comes up all the time in my mediations and my training and people just, you know, it just creates so much freedom and peace of mind for people when they really understand this concept. I've been giving a lot of training, a lot of corporate training off late. And every time I talk about this, people are like, whoa, that just blows my mind. I had no idea. And I can now approach life so much different. And I I just got, I think it was four or five emails about training I gave I gave over the last couple of weeks and it was all about people creating amazing results because of some of these concepts that I'm going to discuss with you today because I thought, you know, why keep it to myself if I can help other people with this? And I know there's a lot of you that have been listening to me and and getting a lot of um, value out of the podcast and I just want to keep providing amazing value for you. So the concept I'm going to talk about today is perception. And perception is, you know, if I ask people, what do you think perception is? They often tell me it is, um, 
you know, point of view or the way you see the world or things like that. And, and, and that's correct. Well, anything is correct, right? Everyone has a different perception about what perception means. And I'm just going to unpack what perception, uh, how perception works. So perception causes a lot of conflict, but it's also where conflict can get resolved if you understand how, uh, how it works. I, uh, when I um, found out all these, you know, concepts and when I did research and other people taught me, it gave me so much freedom and so much peace of mind. And I have approached my life so differently since I've known about this concept. So that's what I hope to achieve for you today, that you're going to understand some of these concepts and you're going to go, oh my gosh, I can now take such different actions in my life and I will be so much better at resolving conflict and hopefully your relationships will really alter. Okay, so let me start talking about how perception really works. So what happens, um, I guess, on a um, you know, level in, in your body, so to speak. So we all have senses. You know, we can see, we can hear, we can touch, things like that. We all know what senses are, right? So the senses um, process information and then it comes into our body. And everyone has different senses. So that's step one. You know, when you're um, a baby or when you're 50 years old, your senses would have changed as well. So one human being doesn't have the same senses all the time as well. They alter, they change over your lifetime. And not one human being has exactly the same senses. Well, we all have the same senses, but our senses work differently or they process information differently. So every human being is unique. And also, as, as human beings, we, we are a little bit arrogant about this concept. We often think that we can see and we can hear anything. So when I talk to people about particular events, they talk about these are the facts, this is what happens, this is what I, this is what I could see, so that's the truth, right? Um, but the reality of it is, is that it is all our perception. Because if a police officer talks about a car accident and they talk about five, talk to five different people, they will get five different stories. And it's not because anyone is making anything up. It's just because people, you know, see, hear uh, things differently and they were standing in a different spot. And there is nothing wrong with that. Let's start with that. It's all okay, right? It's just how we operate. And that's one of the things to really accept is like, it's just how we operate. We can't hear and see everything. There is a lot of limitations to our senses. And a really good example of that is a dog whistle. So when I blow a dog whistle, um, you know, the dog can hear it, but I can't and neither can you. So there is a lot of um, information and things that we see or hear that we actually can't process. So there is limitations to our senses. And like I said before, there is nothing wrong with that. I mean, the problem is that we don't recognize that this is the case and that is what causing, is causing us problems. So here we are, senses and information is coming into our body. Step one, right. Okay. And then what? What happens? Well, our brain does some really interesting things. So let me start telling you a little bit about the brain and what it does with that information, but I'll have to give you a little bit of context, okay? So your brain is made up made up of your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. So your conscious mind is only 10% of your brain capacity. And in your conscious mind, you have willpower, short-term memory, logical thinking, and critical thinking. And that's amazing, right? But your subconscious mind is 90% of your mind. So your beliefs, your emotions, your habits, your values your protective reactions, your long-term memory and your, your imagination and your intuition are based on that. So those gut feelings, you know, all those kind of things, they're all in your subconscious mind. 
And I'm just going to simplify this content, uh, this uh, concept by saying that your subconscious mind is super, super fast and your conscious mind is very, very slow. So that's really easy to remember. So basically you get like 2 million bits a second that come at you all day, every day. And your conscious mind takes everything in, right? So it's really fast. It processes really fast and it can hold all that information. But your uh, your conscious mind, sorry. So your conscious mind can only um, really take in 134 bits a second. So the way I describe it to people is like you, you know, you tip over a box of toothpicks and then you're trying to catch 134 toothpicks. So we delete a lot of information. So your senses, the event information comes into your body and from those 2 million bits a second, you will delete most of them and you pick out 134 of them. Yes? Okay. And then what we do is we distort that information. So we manipulate perception or reality because we filter what we look for. And that's why when you know people have coaches and um, and goal setting is is really really important. So if you work with someone on saying, "Oh, this is what where I want to go in life. This is what I'm going to look for. This is where I focus." That's why that saying is, you know, where focus uh, goes, energy flows. Then you start filtering for different things. So you pick out 134 other toothpicks. I hope that makes sense, right? So. For example, have you ever bought a car, you know, a new car, and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere? I've had that many times. And you go, whoa, did everyone just bought that car? No, those cars were always there, but you just deleted them before, you know, and now you are f- focusing on it. So, you know, now you can see it. Yes, now you see them everywhere. I had it when I was pregnant as well. I saw pregnant people everywhere. They have disappeared again, but it is because. You know, I was focusing on that. That was really important in my life at that stage. So I could only see that. So what you are filtering for something. And I guess what's really important to recognize about that is that someone else will be filtering for something else, right? So it is impossible to pick out exactly the same 134 toothpicks of the 2 billion, million, billion, I'm overreacting, 2 million bits a second that are coming at everyone. And then what we do is we generalize. So generalizing is really uh, easy for fast learning. It can be really useful. Your brain does that because there is so much information and it needs to sort of collapse things to make it easy to, to understand things. But it can also be really, um, you know, not useful. So for example, it can be really useful if I generalize and I say to myself, if I can do this, I can do anything. Well, that will be really empowering, right? But if I have a um, generalization, it's like everyone again is against me in this business. Well, that's not going to be so useful because what is it that I'm going to be filtering for? So what I'm trying to tell you with this conversation is that, you know, you have a lot of power about what you're filtering for, depending on the conversations that you're having. And uh, you can change that. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But the first thing I want you to realize is that it is impossible for someone else to actually, you know, they have already different senses and then they filter out their 134 toothpicks based on, you know, their values, their past, whatever it might be, the conversations that they have with themselves. So the likelihood that you guys pick out the same 134 toothpicks and see or hear or have the same perception is pretty much zero. Yes. And again, there is nothing wrong with that. When you accept that that's just the way it is, it gives you a lot of freedom because people do not walk around trying to have a different opinion from you or a different view. They just really can't see it uh, from your point of view because they're not you, right? 
And because also we make meaning of that information and it's really, really impactful. So the problem though, and this is where conflict comes from, is that people relate to their perception as it is, is as it is the truth. So what I saw is what happened. And people go into conversations and say to people, this is what happened and that's what happened and that's what happened and you did this and you did this and I can't believe this, etc., etc. And how does that other person respond when you do that? I mean, I'm sure you would have experienced it many, many times. The other person starts defending themselves. No, that's not true. That's not what happened, right? So basically we walk around life trying to be right about that what we saw was what happened. And it's kind of insanity, isn't it? Because someone else just cannot see it your way. They just can't. It doesn't matter what you do. You can jump up and down as much as you like, but they can't see it. It doesn't mean you cannot cannot create understanding about what everyone has seen or what everyone has experienced. But when you're trying to, it's like, you know, when you're trying to push to something and resist something and you go, no, that's not the way it is. And I'm not willing to have that conversation. What I'm seeing is the truth. Then that just creates a lot of friction. I just want to give you a quick message before we get back to this episode. Did you know that I want an eight-week online program in which you will learn how to become confident with conflict? I put my heart and soul into this program and the participant that just finished the program shared with me that it changed their life. I mean, imagine what life is like when you would be confident with conflict. If you want to become confident with conflict, head to lisanaerics.com slash cwc waitlist to get yourself on the waiting list so you are the first to know when I run the next Confident with Conflict program. So what I always say to people, and this is a really easy and simple tip, and honestly, it's life-changing if you do it, is that you just go to yourself, okay, that person has obviously experienced something completely different from me. I might not understand it because also you cannot see what they're seeing, so it's the same for you as for them. But you can approach that conversation so, so differently. You can really go to someone and say, hey, listen, that interaction between us, that just didn't work. That was just really not great uh, for me anyway. And I don't know exactly what happened for you because I can't really know what you, you know, what you see or what, what your experience was because that's your experience. Because can you tell me about what your experience was of that? And they, they can tell you then. And often you might go, oh, wow, really? Is that what you got out of it? Wow, how did you get there, right? <laughs> and then you can say, oh, okay, great. Well, this is what my experience was. So no one is angry at anyone from having a different view because there is an acceptance that that's just the way it is and then you can go oh my gosh we both had this experience wow okay let's just now come up with a resolution to make sure that that doesn't happen again so what I say to my clients or the people I work with is make agreements so you can avoid those kind of situations again or at least create understanding and go oh wow I didn't mean to you know have you experienced that at all it doesn't mean anything anyone did anything wrong they can go but you can still apologize and say well that was really not my intention you know that that was never what I wanted to communicate to you and can you see how that conversation is so so different because you're interested in what happened for the other person and then you know they can listen or you ask them if they're happy to listen to your point of view and then you go from there instead of going around and around and around in circles about who was right, about what happened, because you're probably not going to agree on that because everyone saw something different. And that's one of the reasons in mediation that I don't mind if people talk a little bit about an event, but I also don't want them to get stuck there. And I often say things like, well, listen, it looks like you can't agree 
on that what happened over there and that's okay it's valid what each of you are saying but what kind of agreements can you put in place so you don't have that you know happening again what would make the difference and i'll move that uh, um, conversation forward because otherwise we sit there going around and around in a circle and it actually you know doesn't make a difference and like i said before it's kind of a little bit of insanity thinking that you're going to convince each other that you need to have another perception i hope that that makes sense so the problem is that we relate to perception as the truth and that is and it is not the truth it is just what um you know everyone has seen and then the other uh, problem is so you know how does perception impact conflict resolution so perception versus the truth that's the first thing so it's important to realize it's perception and not the truth and that alone will make a huge difference to you but then also it is about repeating the story. So what happens is something has happened and people repeat the story over and over and over and over again, right? So it's almost creating a new neural pathway. Like when you learn a language or when you try to get your children to learn something, you repeat it, you repeat it, you repeat it, you repeat it, right? And then so the truth, so that's why it becomes the truth. And the story often also changes over time. And what as human beings we do, and you know, me included. So when I talk about these things, I'm not excluded from any of this, Um you know, we make ourselves more of the, the, the saint and the other person becomes more of the villain. So 10 years later, this whole um, conversation has changed over time and the other person is a massive monster and conflict can never get resolved. And the other problem is as well that we go to talk to other people about it and we say to someone, oh my God, do you know this happened and this person and that person. And that's one of the reasons I don't like gossip um, because it's it's really, really toxic. It, it actually changes other people's view of someone that they might have a really good relationship with. So they might have a really good relationship. I start talking about how awful that pe- person is and all of a sudden that person starts to filter a different 134 toothpicks about how they view that person because basically then the whole perception piece you know you can take this really far but it's really about also how you see and view people so if you think someone is awful you're going to pick out 134 toothpicks that are awful right and then um, you will get evidence for that so if you tell someone else something about someone that they were awful you are impacting that other person's view of that person so that's one of the things that um, doesn't help but also when you have friends around you they go oh my god you're so right and how awful are they and there's lots of agreement and I'm not saying don't support your friends but what can happen is that people get more and more right about it and go you see other people think this as well so now I'm really right and they get more entrenched about this is the truth and the conflict only gets bigger and bigger I hope that that made sense and then this is the part that I, I quite like the most about this is that you know your perception impact your actions that you take and then you get specific results and then that will uh, reinforce your perception. So I have a little graph when I do teaching. So perception is like a, an arrow to action and, an, and then an arrow to results and then an arrow to perception again. So you might want to draw that for yourself to get a visual if you're a visual person. And, and um, I'll give you an example because this is a story that is true, um, but also it resonates with a lot of people when I talk about it. And it actually has made a big difference to lots of marriages. So let me share this with you. Um, about the perception that I had of my husband a couple of years ago. As we all know, in marriages, you know, people go up and down in their relationship. Sometimes you're on a high, sometimes you're on a low, sometimes, you know, it, it is a bit of a roller coaster and that's really normal. So there was a period in, in my marriage that, um, and it was years ago, that was just not going so flash. You know, we, we were arguing a lot, we were like niggling, it was just, you know, we're going, oh my God, this is ir- irritating. And, you know, luckily for my husband, I do this kind of work and I went, what is going on here? This is just not working for me and I'm so sick of it. 
So let's just have a look at what's happening. So what I really want you to hear is I did not make him do anything, okay? And that's the power of all this stuff. You can do this without the other person being part of it. It doesn't mean I don't have conversations with my husband, what I request of him, but this is that's a different topic. But I just really want you to understand that I did this by myself and his behavior and what he was doing stayed exactly the same, but everything changed. So that's the power of, of all this. So have a listen. So at the time, my perception of him was that he was not supportive and I was doing everything by myself with the kids, with my business and, you know, he was just not helpful and I was really resenting that. So the actions I took based on that perception is that I was, you know, micromanaging him. I call it micromanaging, but, you know, he calls it nagging. Um, And um, I would just tell him every day all the things he didn't do. So you didn't do this. You didn't put in the washing. Oh, the kitchen is not clean enough, whatever, right? So only told him the things he didn't do. And the result of that was, is that he got really frustrated. He was just like, oh my God, so annoying, right? And if I would ask him to do anything, he would be like, no, no, not doing it. And then I would have my perception reinforced and went, oh my God, you see, he's not helpful. He's not loving, he's not supportive and I'm doing everything by myself and around and around in circles you go. So again, I do this work, so I'm mindful of these things. And I was like, what's my perception of him and how am I viewing him? So which 134 toothpicks am I picking out? So I actively changed my perception and I went, you know what, we are a team. My husband loves me more than anything. He loves the children more than anything. All he wants us is to be great and okay. And he's always here to support me and the children. So my actions really, really changed. And I still do these things still today. And it really, really makes a difference because I feel very supported by my husband now and very loved. But the actions I was taking is I stopped the micromanagement and I stopped the controlling. Like of late, we had to do high school applications and things like that. And, and, and at one point, um, things had to be put in for a deadline. And I was in Geraldton um, facilitating training for a for company. And, you know, the control freak in me really wanted to... Um, you know, call him and micromanage him. But I was like, no, I trust him. We had an agreement. I don't have to do anything. He got this. And the thing is, he did. He did a, he did a great job. But also, I think, and this is really a powerful shift in our relationship, is I started thanking him for everything. So instead of pointing out what he didn't do, I started talking about what he did do. So I say, thank you so much for making lunch for the kids. Thanks so much for being there um, when I was away working. Thank you for cooking dinner. Thank you for fueling my car up I don't know you can thank each other for lots of things and because I started picking out different 134 toothpicks and I was seeing all the things he was doing for me and before I was just seeing all the horrible things that were happening so as a result my husband obviously felt really acknowledged and thanked and something really happens when people feel acknowledged and appreciated and now when I ask him to do something you know the answer is not always yes of course but in general he's happy to help me support me and then or anything that I want to do, like, for example, I wanted to do a seven day program in the beginning of January, which was really inconvenient for him. And I had homework as well. So pretty much I was out for a week and it was expensive. But he's like, whatever you want to do, babe, I will support you. And then my perception is reinforced how supporting a loving and great year. So can you see how that goes around and around in circle? And what we do as human beings in companies, in in marriages and everywhere, we look at the different actions we want to have people take and we work on the actions. We need to work on the actions. We need to make sure people change their actions, how we're going to do that. 
But if you don't change the perception, and that can be a perception of a culture in a business, that could be a perception of, you know, relationships you have in your life, your actions are not going to change because, you know, and that's just where it's come from that people say, oh, I'm trying to change my actions or other people's actions and they made promises. And after two weeks, we went back to square one again. So it's all about look at what the perception is and what other perception can you put in place. And it will take practice to do this. If anyone wants to talk more with me about this and I provide coaching with people around this and, and a lot of training, so uh, you can work with me on that if you wanted to but if you want to do it by yourself I would say just catch yourself having those um, you know the perception that you want to get rid of so first of all you have to get conscious of it what is the perception that you're having of someone or of something you know and go what is this all about so for example you know there's a new IT system in our business and everyone perceives it as being horrible well the actions are that they're not dealing with it properly they're not doing the right procedures they're resistant to it so the results is that it's not working and we're back to the perception that could be another example of perception um so it's really around recognizing what that perception is and then actively creating another story that's more useful and another perception and keep reminding yourself of that and keep talking to yourself about that and then see and the, the actions will change over time that's one way of doing it it is always really good to get support around this but I understand that not everyone wants to do that. So this is just a really short, brief message about perception. I didn't want to, um, I'm not going to dive into everything, but I think, you know, these um, couple of tips will really make a difference to you. So next time you have conversations with people, just get interested in what their experience was instead of being right about what, you know, (laughs) what happened. And as human beings, we love being right. I get it. I'm the same, but it is just not useful. And it is really creates lots and lots of conflict. So when you approach someone and just I get interested in what their experience was, share what your experience was without the the um, whole conversation around that's what happened, but just to be curious and go, I'm not sure what happened, but let's just get this um, worked out. What can we do to resolve this and make sure that we both don't have these experiences because it was not great for you and it was not great for me. And then if you change your perceptions so you can change your actions, you will get different results in life. And it's a really, really powerful tool. So I hope that was really useful. Um, if you want to know more about perception, feel free to contact me. I just wanted to put this out there for you guys to, um, you know, to create some really quick and easy changes in your life. Uh, share with me what you know what you got out of it. I love hearing from people how it makes a difference because that, of course, makes a difference to me. And um, yeah, contact me on Instagram, Lisanna Eriks underscore Life Mediation, or Facebook, uh, Lisanna Eriks Life Mediation, or LinkedIn, or email, uh, whatever works best for you, or via my website, lifemediation.com.au. Have a fabulous day, and I'm sure you'll be hearing from me again soon. <music>